Bloody hell. Sodding, blimey, shagging, knickers, bollocks. Oh, God. I'm English. Welcome to the Nancy tribe. You don't suppose you and I... We're not related, are we? There is a ruggedly handsome resemblance. Uh, and you do inspire a, um, a particular feeling of familiarity and disappointment. Older brother? <laughs> Father. Oh, God, how I must hate you. everybody and welcome to episode 126 of revisiting sunnydale i am camila and i'm marcella and we have a very 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 special guest today with us um i would like to introduce jewelry designer extraordinaire peggy lee hey there thank you for having me (laughs) yes this is awesome yes um Peggy uh, reached out to us via Facebook because apparently, like Peggy, she designed a lot of those beautiful, beautiful um, jewelry and accessories that some of the ladies from Buffy and a lot of other, we'll get into that, a lot of other um, television shows, but a lot of the jewelry that the ladies wear, like season four, five, and six, right? Correct. And um, I am just in awe of it because, you know, how many times have we watched the show and been just like, oh, where where can I get this necklace? Or like, what are all these like this is so like just admiring all of their wardrobe and the jewelry and accessories that go along with it. And now we get to talk to a woman who has designed and created a lot of the jewelry. So let's get into it. Like, first and foremost, Peggy, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Nice. Excited to meet you, ladies. Yes, this is going to be great. I am <laughs> looking forward to uh, getting into conversation with you about when and where did you start designing jewelry? Mm-hmm. I mean, Buffley literally changed my life, I can say. And, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Um, but I think a jewelry started just making it for myself as a hobby, you know, maybe thought about selling it here and there because it's like an addiction. You want to feed your habit right. and like to get more supplies. You're like, man, I've made all this jewelry. Somehow it needs to start paying for itself. Right. Um, but it didn't really get serious until I was living in Los Angeles. I was working as a writer and Buffy was one of my favorite TV shows at the time. Um, and as a writer, I was like, okay, how do I want to meet people on the show? How do I do this? <laughs> so I loved the, the fashion on the show. And I told myself, I'm going to do an interview with a costume designer. And I got that interview and I hung out with her for a day while we went shopping for <laughs> wow. the show, which was super cool. That is cool. And, you know, that was great. And I had a great time. And then afterwards I was like, oh man, I've been making jewelry. Maybe I should, you know, see if, if the costume designer would check it out. So I literally just dropped pieces in the mail, wrote her a little note, said, hey, this is stuff I'm making. Just wanted you to check it out. Thanks so much. Didn't hear back from her for weeks. Then I get a phone call. And it's like, hey, this is Cynthia, Cynthia Bergstrom, who is the costume designer. Um, I gave your name to USA Today. I hope that's okay. Because we're going to use your stuff on the next season of Buffy. And I was like, oh, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awesome. The reporter calls me and is like, I hear your stuff's going to be on the next season of Buffy. Where can people buy it? And I was like, well, (laughs) they can buy it on my website. (laughs) Hung up the phone after that interview and turned to my coworkers. 
and said, I have to build a website right now. Nothing. <laughs> I had no idea. And that's literally how, how it all started. That's amazing. Wow. Like you completely, you controlled that entire destiny, like for yourself. Like, and I, I love that. <laughs> like just the fact that, you know, you're just doing this for yourself and then you were a writer, you fan of Buffy. You're like, Hey, I want to talk to some, to the costume designer, talk to some people. I'm going to write a story about them. <laughs> so you contact them and you, you do your thing and it's like, Hey, I want my jewelry to be on the show. <laughs> so I'm going to drop a couple pieces in the mail and then, and then there it is. That's amazing. Uh, that's, it's, it's, it's- power of asking right? right what can they just say except you know maybe they say no right mm-hmm. if you don't ask exactly because they say no you've lost nothing but they say yes mm-hmm. then you get your yeah. pieces on buffy and get like all sorts of free advertisement yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and cynthia was like send anything and everything you have and she was so cool and open and um and i think at the time you know it wasn't necessarily cool to have your products on tv like tv wasn't thought of as a place for you know it wasn't a business maybe more like it is now where it's like you want to get your stuff placed on things Mm. no I don't think the atmosphere back then was like that you know she literally would go to the local boutique and buy clothes for the show oh wow yeah it wasn't yeah we went we went shopping you know at the mall (laughs) (laughs) and what goes into like how much do you find out about an episode when you're creating a piece from show to show with Buffy I I didn't get any inside or, or preview um, information for the interview I did with her. I did get to visit the set of the costume department, which was really, really fun and sort of see the behind the scenes of um, what goes on in the costume department. Racks and racks of clothes, wow. <laughs> as you can imagine. Right. Um, so it's, it's quite an orchestrated business because they don't necessarily shoot in order scenes in order. So it's a lot of logistics and just keeping track of like what, outfit goes where um so it was all really fascinating i did get to meet sarah michelle geller and anthony head briefly Ah. so briefly Ah. right and i think my my takeaway from that is always that sarah michelle geller is the tiniest human being i was just gonna say how small is she (laughs) she is a perfect beautiful small human being oh. <laughs> oh, i just put her in your pocket yeah she's a little pocket person <laughs> pretty much pretty much no so i'm so buffy was the first show that you got your pieces on and it looks like yeah. since then like you've just been like working nonstop. like you've got all sorts of credits to your name here like you know yeah. arrow elementary yeah. vampire diaries um mm-hmm the bachelorette Mm -hmm. uh like it just goes on and on dead to me which i love that show um riverdale like it's amazing and you know it kind of goes with my own fandom i mean i (laughs) i approach shows that i love right you know on one hand the jewelry needs to be a good fit it needs to sort of you know go with the style um but it's also the origins of my business was literally i was chasing my fandom right i was like wanting to be a part of my fandom and that sort of has carried on over the years also you know costume designers move from show to show and right. usually you know if they like working with you they'll call you up and be like i'm on this show now send some pieces over so it's been a great relationship and i think i had moved to la wanting to be part of you know entertainment and the hollywood machine and and in my own way i found a way to do it i think originally i wanted to be a writer but i found a sort of tangential way to be a part of it which is cool yeah i, I would say this works this is amazing mm-hmm. um <laughs> Uh, do you have definitely to, a how-to guide? I like it. Yeah. Um, so, are there any pieces that are custom made that you've made custom for specific shows, or are they all just like you know yeah. what you've made 
than no i like different shows are different sometimes i've gotten very specific custom requests like we're looking we this style charm can you do you have something like that can you make it here's a sketch um i've done projects like that i've also had requests where it's like we just need something gold and pretty (laughs) send us some examples and we'll we'll choose something um an example that was really fun was for Pretty Little Liars. Mm. And the costume designer was like, I need some small, you know, interesting looking earring selections. And it turned out to be like a clue is in part of the mystery where they do a big close, like she picks it up off the ground, <laughs> close up above it. And it was like, what? So that, you know, moments like that are super fun. Yeah, you yeah. must get like so jazzed to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember when Buffy was airing and, and I could not believe, like I'm like, from my hands onto my favorite characters. It was it's like it pointing at the TV. Mind. That's my necklace. That's where I get yeah, that. <laughs> of course the show's so dark you're like <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's definitely fun when you can collaborate more with with the costume designers. And sometimes I'll get things like briefs where they'll say, This is you know, send stuff for this character. Here's a brief. She's an attorney, she's in her thirties, she loves, you know, this kind of music. And you know, they have these breakdowns of characters and I love it when I can sort of just get that information and riff off of it and send pieces I think would go with that personality. Yeah, that's a, that's really, I like that a lot. Um, So speak in speaking of that and your inspiration and making. So outside of, you know, the characters that you're creating for, like what, what is your, your process, your creative process generally Mm -hmm. just when you, before you even started doing all this? Yeah, pretty haphazard. I I think, uh, you know, I take inspiration from what's going on in fashion at the moment, trends. Usually um, it's the materials I get that inspire me. So when I'm, I love unusual cuts and colors and shapes, stones, and I think I'm always looking for, you know, color, contrast, and and I love geometric shapes. I have a science background, actually, in my schooling. (laughs) So, um, like nature and science are, are big inspirations as well. But I, I like to take things apart and put them back together. So I think initially as a hobby, you know, you're like most, like most people who start jewelry businesses, I think you see something in a store, you're like, man, I could make that. I can't afford it and I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. And you find a way to get it done. And um, so I think that's, that's what I do. I see things that I like and I'm like, okay, what's my twist on it? How can I put that together? How would I put that together? Right with my skills and my, the materials that I can find. That's very cool. And has any of the onset stuff that you've done led to any off camera work for any of the costume designers or the, the cast? Have they, you know, ever come to you asking you for, to do personal stuff for them? Like, I want this necklace for me. Can you make me one just like it? Or. No, not really. (laughs) I wish. I mean, I've, I've definitely, um, gotten some relationships with some actresses who who yeah actually i'll take that back yeah it has it has led to like i've got this event and um this one actress she doesn't have pierced ears and so she's like i know you can make me some clip-ons i've got this event i need something a little fancy can you make something for me i'll take it back so yeah that has led to off-camera stuff good and has your operation like it just started off with just you is it still just you making the jewelry or have you like expanded a little bit more just me i've i've you know i think maybe i'm a terrible business person or something i don't know it's it's still just me it's a one woman show and it's a sort of a labor of love and you know i enjoy it well i mean that's i mean it's getting all that personal 
attention, let personal love goes into each piece <laughs> then. So, you, I mean, yeah. you know, for a fact that they're going to turn out exactly the way that you intend them to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, you know, I'm Asian and, and I had, a, I was doing jewelry on the side for my day job. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, do I take the leap? Do I take the leap and go into this job? I never, you know, a business I never expected to have. It was never my goal to be a jeweler designer right. and have my own business. So it was so new and I wasn't sure. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> so it took a long time to sort of come to grips with this artistic side and that I wanted to have this sort of independent business and let go of the day job, you know, let go of the, the handcuffs there and, and go for it full time. But I am doing it full time now. Wow. That's Yay. amazing. And how long have you been <laughs> doing it full time now? Oh, for about, uh, you know, for about seven years now. That, congratulations. And you said originally you. you started off with a science background and then you shifted to wanting to be a writer and then yeah. jewelry making is what found you is what stuck. Correct. Correct. And I was, and I was writing and, and doing marketing and PR for a long time mm. um, while running the jewelry business. So, yeah. Where are you from originally? You said I'm you, from, you moved yeah, to LA? California. Oh, okay. No, so. I was, um, I, I grew up in Santa Rosa, which is a, a small, it's a bigger city now, but it was a small town in um, Northern California. Okay. Yeah. And then I went to, I went to UC Berkeley for college ah. and then moved to LA with, with, um, I got a, uh, like a film internship and I moved to Los Angeles to do that. Oh man. So yeah, <laughs> jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> I would respectfully disagree on that. Like, I mean, these, this, this jewelry is absolutely beautiful. And, um, oh, like you. some of my, some of the pieces are, have, were like my some of my favorites that Buffy and company have worn like the um red ribbon cuff that she has in season four that that it's always stuck in my head like for years and years like ah just like I I just want that cuff like that's so amazing and And, you know it's like I can't I can't quit Buffy right it's like (laughs) over the years well a lot of it at the time I was making stuff using vintage materials so I was sourcing stuff in like fabric stores and and little shops around LA and so they would they were once they were gone they were they were gone and of course people wanted them and it was impossible to recreate them um but the pieces I could recreate, you know, I was like, people will lose interest eventually, right? Yeah, no. No, like Buffy <laughs> nope. just keeps going and going nope. upon every generation, a new one is born. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, no, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. And I think the fandom's stronger than ever right now. Yeah. I think COVID times, pandemic, people are at home streaming stuff and digging deep. Yes. You know, go back to their favorites and it's not. Nice. She was she I saw on her social media she was showing it to her kids for the first time and they were super into it. So it's something you can introduce to and I think, new I think generation. for the first time Sarah Michelle Geller is sort of talking about the show. I feel like mm-hmm. she's been really yeah, she's put it she put it behind her at some point and Yeah. You never really heard about her from her about it. And I love that she's now sort of feels more comfortable to right. talk about Buffy and acknowledge that part of her life right <laughs> yes so speaking of Buffy <laughs> why you know one of the main reasons why we're here um we are uh, wrapping up season six today and um you know a lot of your your jewelry did make some a lot of splash appearances in uh season six and you know one of them another one that I really like is the double strand necklace that Willow is wearing in normal again so usually season six we just the wrap-ups episodes we just kind of tool around Marcel and I talk about some of our more favorite episodes and moments and whatnot you said that you just 
finished your cram session of season six <laughs> rewatch which how long had it been since you've yes. seen Buffy oh my gosh it's probably been a good since since the original airing oh, probably wow. to be honest I, I've watched you know spot episodes here and there but not in a like back-to-back rewatch I hadn't done that in a really long time so what was your first impression having revisiting season six again like all in one chunk (laughs) I mean my my memory of watching it live was that I hated season six it was sort of the one that was like whew can I keep going with Buffy it was so rough so heavy um, when it was airing live and heavy uh but rewatching it I was like dang they really (laughs) did a mini movie every week um I think with adult eyes these, these issues resonate not just when um you're a teen and when you have those teen questions about identity and and making choices but as an adult you see them making these choices and you go man <laughs> it's, yeah it would be really hard as an adult you know but i i loved it uh, my opinion of season six now is that it's, it's one of my favorite seasons yeah do they- you have a favorite episode of season six as a whole was there one that particularly stood stood out to you I mean, I think the obvious one everyone picks is Once More with Feeling. Um, I'm a huge musical fan, so I, I the fact that they pulled that off before people were pulling off right. episodes like that is just incredible. And again, the production values all the way through, um, spe- including special effects and things like that, is is amazing. And and just the idea that it's the one that reveals Buffy, you know, Buffy reveals to the Scoobies that she was pulled out of heaven. I think is so, you know, it really is a dramatic point made even more dramatic with the musical structure around it. So yeah, it gives me chills every time to like, think about it, to hear when it's like, Oh my God, you guys, you guys, what did you do? <laughs> right? like not only did you have to do a TV episode for this week, but you had to write music, block dance steps, write choreo, like do choreography. You had all this other stuff to do yeah so and you were saying you know like a lot of the adult choices that have to be made i think that's that was a big a big part of season six is like okay we're adults now now how does this work and it's just like you know like (laughs) buffy being pulled out of heaven and brought back from the dead to be like oh hey now you've got all these bills welcome to adult you got a mortgage you got leaky pipes you've got all this to do now you have to get this menial job that you don't you know like because you apparently have no time or training for anything else so now you have to work the double meat palace and Mm -hmm. so you know it's a it it probably and i think like i know marcel and i were like very much grown by the time buffy started at least by the time i started watching buffy so but i kind of um like it it, to me like i was kind of watching i was watching friends that was like right around the time like I was just now getting into adulthood. So like I kind of felt like my life paralleled like kind of the same things that they were going through. So I can only imagine like what folks were, you know, who were like right in the same boat and with Buffy at these same points in times, like the parallels that, that that I'm sure were very important to kind of help. It's like, oh, I'm not so alone. It's not just me. I'm, not, you know, <laughs> And you see that Buffy just learns as an adult, you figure it out. That's the biggest that you, you figure it out. Right. It's going to be hard, but you're going to, and it may suck, (laughs) but you figure it out. So, so when did your all's Buffy journey begin? Like when did you first encounter Buffy then? Uh, Marcella, you were in it from the beginning. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a couple episodes into the uh, the first episode I saw was The Witch. Okay, and and I came along like I think season three because I was like very I hated the Buffy movie, so I was like I don't want any parts of this show. I don't know what that's going to be about. And so um, when I moved to Pittsburgh, Marcella was my first roommate, first friend, like first person I really met here, and um, so she was like already into it like two years in, and she's like, oh, you're gonna love it. And I'm like. Pfft doubtful and then she showed me the episode (laughs) the first episode she showed me was school hard where spike is introduced and that's when i was like okay let's do this let's go on this journey no 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 watch this and then tell me that you don't love it and so the second he stalked across that floor it was like sold Uh, what else you have i would you've been taping them yes yes yeah, so we were like, you know, before they were even like selling the actual yeah. seasons, like Marcella was recording them all. And I'm we saying there just... were dual VCRs, like <laughs> timing commercials oh, yeah. out. So, I'm... oh yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's been quite a journey, and for and like we've probably watched like rewatched the show, the series like a thousand times over. Um, you know, we have your favorites that we come back to all the time, and and all that. Um, I would imagine that i think i think now would be a, probably a good time to go ahead and get to our at least top five episodes of this season marcella mm-hmm. um yeah i i figured it this season's just so long it, it's, it's like it's, long. there's so many episodes people won't care past our top five right but we will post on the we'll post on our website like the entire the full, ranking, yeah we'll, the full, we'll post breakdown. on the website the full breakdown but otherwise we'll be here for 10 hours if right we're to rank 20 two episodes now it's always funny how these shift between like the two of us all right so Mm -hmm. my number five is once more with feeling (laughs) and unfortunately for fans that does not make my top five at all which is surprising i know that's crazy (laughs) it's gonna be controversial (laughs) but my top five is smashed my first top like my number five is smashed which um a reminder for which one that was um just in case Marcella. It's when they smash. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of smashing going on. <laughs> yes. Smashed is is the episode where we all <laughs> were brought into a different it's like, oh, Buffy has crossed it. Oh, we've gone we've gone somewhere else. This is <laughs> like, how are they pairing this in prime time for teens? Right, right. Exactly. Like it was just like normal time. And um, the zippers and looks and it was it was a lot so crazy. Um, okay, so um, my number four is wrecked, which is uh, the day right after before that. Yeah, or yeah, it's the day, yeah, it's right before that, which is you know Spike when he's like really thinking that okay, I am he's figured out what the problem is or with his chip and all that stuff, and he's. Um, switched out and you know when when we always talk about how you know when spike is going through like something really important his whole wardrobe changes and so like this episode (laughs) like he's got like gold chain bracelets and his like whole like he's wearing a tank top and he's got a necklace on it's like oh you you took some time and you went to went to some shopping do you you He was feeling you, good. He mm-hmm. was. He was. He really, may have showered right. somehow, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like his hair is like fresh and just. <laughs> it's like a little musty, a little fresh gel. My number four is Tabula Rasa. Which? It's 
Oh, so good. It's the one where everybody loses their memory, thanks to Willow. And mm-hmm. it's a great one. It's And we'll see where mine... And my number three is smashed when it comes... And my up. number three is villains. So we do vary. Yeah. We vary. It's so funny how, how much we vary. Except for this one, number two, we both have normal again, mm-hmm. which is the one where Buffy is, you know, supposedly in the psychiatric ward. And which... I still feel it's like should have been changer. the series. It should have been the series ended. <laughs> right. It's, it's a game changer. It's it's the same elsewhere episode. It could. We'll never know. Right. There's always going to be that hanging chat, I guess. Of Right. Could she still be locked up somewhere? But ultimately, does it matter? She chose Sunnydale yep. and her friends. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I love, you know, Peggy and Optimist, but I'm always just like every episode after that one, I'm just like, this is, I mean, she could very well still just be in this insane asylum. <laughs> She'd just be sitting in a corner drooling, who know what I mean? But under, it, w- it would explain Sleeping with Spike. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just, I, I feel like it is a real masterful um, way of writing for television and that they, it's, you're right. Like it doesn't really matter one way or the other, but I love the fact that we've got that question mark like there for the rest of it. And it's like, ah, like well done, well played. Mm-hmm. And my number one is Tabula Rasa because I love television shows where you've known and grown like with characters for so long, and then these characters get an opportunity to act outside of their character on the show, and it's just, and then you know the whole spike and. Giles thinking that they're related and that whole dynamic <laughs> cracks me up. Every Classic time. body switch without having to switch bodies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not time travel. It's right. not mirror right. universes. Yeah, right. exactly. And well within the universe, which is cool. Yeah. And you know, because time travel, oh, that really <laughs> that grates my cheese. <laughs> <laughs> my number one was grave. And that's, it's because it gave us, not only did it bring Giles back to us, but it gave us, there are very few times in, over the course of the series where I have been stoked to see a fight. Mm. Buffy and Faith. Always you're like, yes, I can't wait for this. <laughs> this gave us Buffy against Willow. And it was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. And a little bit more. And also you always, and it's also just like, you want to see them fight just to see how it turns out. But it's also like, come on guys, you, you guys, you're, you're besties. You're friends, you're family. <laughs> Don't fight. But go ahead, get her one more time. <laughs> Remember that time she did that thing where you didn't, and you. <laughs> so those are and our Giles, and Giles gets his magic on too, which is yes. useful Giles. Dude, yes. I don't know where you stand on, on. The lustful factor where Giles is concerned, Peggy. But I mean that the shot of of Giles of entering at the in the doorway. I'd like to test that theory, and it's everything. It's like, oh my, hello, Giles, hello, sir, <laughs> <laughs> with his fancy tweed trench coat. <laughs> it's a great entrance. I don't know. Is there any background story about why he was not? on the show for a few episodes was he like doing theater or was it totally planned i don't i, I don't know, don't know. I, I haven't if i remember correctly he wanted to spend more time he had young kids at the time like he had, his children were younger and he wanted to spend more time he was tired of being mm. transcontinental in london mm. and in 
LA, if I remember correctly. That makes sense. And I mean, it worked, it worked out well, like perfect timing for story line wise. Cause yeah, like, you know, as he sang and once more with feeling, you know, it's, you know, he was the one that's kind of holding her back to being, mm-hmm. to reaching her full potential as an adult. From figuring it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out, Buffy. You can write a check. You know how this works. <laughs> well, and the sad part of it overall, it, it, it wasn't his place to do it. She right. has a father. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't even get in quotes. <laughs> Who we never see. Never see again, especially after her mother died, which is just makes no sense to me whatsoever to this day. Okay. So did you have a favorite character on Buffy, Peggy? Favorite character? Ah, Buffy. Buffy. And I think, again, watching it in binge mode is, I think, the way to go. It's Mm -hmm. not... I don't like watching an episode here or there mm. because you have to get in. I feel like you got to get into the rhythms of right. how they talk. Right. It's a definite thing. And I think if you sort of piecemeal Buffy, you're like, she, her, her, Buffy especially, like the way she speaks, you're like, man, I don't get it. <laughs> but I, after consuming episode after episode, you, you get into that rhythm and it's like, yeah, I, I, I love you, Buffy. <laughs> now, do you, you know, per- she's, she's just trying to make it work. Yes. She, now, do you prefer to and just like now the now in 2021, do you prefer your your television shows in binge mode or are, are there shows that you are still like, oh, I'm week to week? I'm still excited to like come back. I'm fine with the appointment television. And I think it's because yeah, I grew up with it. So I'm right. not not used to waiting <laughs> <laughs> for the next week and going, why isn't there a teaser for next week's episode? Come on, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate the binge because now you can have it on something on in the background and right. absorb it sort of that way while you're doing other things. So I'll take it any way I can get it. <laughs> now, no, um, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say for your, for you guys, this top five, you guys love some emotional drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised Double Meat Palace isn't. I, I actually really liked Double Meat Palace. It is a good one. It comes in at 14 for me. Um, but <laughs> yes, it would be kind of middle of the pack. Out. Yeah, middle yeah. of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm an X-Files fan and I was mm. really impressed with like the horror element. I thought it was great. And it really is just a huge metaphor for menial service jobs, I like, or what a job, a job literally sucks the life out of you. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And the image of that old lady's head just, it haunts me. Like, <laughs> on the, like, just the thing coming out of that hurt, the back of her. Ugh. Yeah. And also, like, I feel like it's kind of a, because I've had this, too, where it, like sure Buffy there was something more important that she needed to be doing like she you know there was a monster that she needed to kill but like I kind of I have felt having like those those jobs that are really not what I want to be doing trying to find some sort of meaning or importance in it like okay like this is like I yes I need to be the one to fold these sweaters because otherwise like it's because there's otherwise you're just dying inside so and I appreciate that they kept it up over the course of the season too and they make a point of you know dawn's like i cannot eat this stuff (laughs) anymore (laughs) but it shows that she didn't quit she kept going back to this really crappy job that she hated poor thing (laughs) but you know i mean dawn's like 15 
16 she was old enough she's old enough to work at double meat palace too yeah or at least a summer job like she could have been (laughs) Mm -hmm. babysitting or something i mean scooping ice cream making pizzas yeah even you know we're not even gonna get talk about willow not pitching in but yeah so yeah (laughs) did she work at the magic box or not i don't think so no she was just hanging out (laughs) she didn't pay rent either living in her house you have a house your parents live like probably across town So outside of Buffy, Peggy, do you have any, what is your fandom? Like, what is your obsession um, at the moment? These days, at the moment, uh, Mandalorian. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Mandalorian, really good. Um, Virgin River. Can't wait for another season of Virgin River. So my my tastes are obviously all over the map. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you guys have seen. No. It's good. If you like soapy, romance, small town, mischief. (laughs) <laughs> it's a good one. Okay. Um, what else? I love you. I don't know. Oh yes, oh, that is. Oh, good. I am so into that. I hope. I can't I, wait for it to come back. Yes, I really hope that there's going to be a third season. There is. Oh, great. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. There'll be third season. Dead to me. Yes. Love. Uh, so good. And I love Riverdale. I have Maybe. not gotten into that. I haven't either. There's something wrong with me, but I I love Riverdale. I'm surprised, Marcella. <laughs> it seems like something. Sabrina. It seems like something you would like, Marcella. Like I thought. For I know, sure. and I and I just finished the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, so mm-hmm. I I think I'm kind of waiting for Riverdale to end because it's had a time jump or it's about to go into a time jump, mm. and well, sometimes that doesn't always work out. <laughs> so I think lost. I'll wait. well one tree hill it was it was it's sometimes it's weird it so (laughs) i'm gonna wait and see (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then i'll try and binge it all at once i approve of the time jump i think it's working okay yeah i mean since Uh, they do look like grown-ass adults i it it makes sense that they've given them adult roles now (laughs) well hard to be still playing a teenager well, Bianca Lawson is still yeah, bless her playing teenagers somehow. Well, she's really good on um, Queen Sugar. I don't know if either one of you have checked that out, but um, I have not. Ooh, Bianca is really like she's playing a full adult. She has a child and everything. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> she was still playing a teenager on Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, but she is. This is a level of acting I have never seen from her before. And you know, I'm glad that she's finally gotten a role on a show that has let her really explore adult problems um, for this for the screen and to just like you know get emotional and to pull like. Like what the episode, one of the episodes that I cried the hardest was her. It was, she had like this whole speech and everything. And I'm just like bawling, like, oh my God. Like she <laughs> just did, she's amazing and everything about, I highly recommend Queen Sugar. Um, it's an amazing show. Uh, Ava DuVernay created it. And she's also, she's created this jobs where every episode is directed by a woman. And oh, nice. it's the show is about, um, this family uh, in New Orleans, I believe. And, you know, they've got a farm and they're trying to keep it. And, you know, all these dynamics that go on in between that. And, um, you know, the woman, oh, I can't ever remember her name, who played Tara on True Blood. She mm-hmm. is on here. And again, like she has like we get to see another side of acting for her, which just a whole nother role, which is much more regal than what she was playing on True Blood. And it's just what I'm, network is it? Is it all like it's Oprah's on all Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I know there's a reason I can't watch it. <laughs> so 
So anywho, I don't, <laughs> I don't um, have that. Let me step off my, my platform for that. And um, <laughs> we'll just going to let you go now, Peggy. We're going to thank you so much for hanging out with us. And um, where can thank people you find too. you and all the things that you do and, and yeah. buy your jewelries? Because they can buy some uh, of the season, uh, some of the Buffy revival. You have a Buffy revival line. That's right. That's right. So you can find me at my website, which is PeggyLee.com, P-E-G-G-Y-L-I.com. And I'm over on Instagram um, at PLC Peggy. Love it. All right. Thank you so much. And yes, friends, friends of the show, go out, go to the website and go purchase some of this jewelry because it is gorgeous. And um, there's a couple of pieces that I'll probably be going and getting myself as I'm tooling around here. Ah, yes. Okay. So <laughs> again, thank you so much, Peggy. Um, you have been a delight and we look forward to talking to you again. This was a blast, Marcella and Camila. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> you too. Okay, so that was Peggy Lee. Once again, thank you to her for taking the time out to chat with us today about our um, common obsession or fandom of Buffy and season six. And I highly suggest you go and uh, purchase some of her jewelries mm-hmm. on her website because the stuff is bomb. Yes, it really is. There's a couple of things I kind of really like. I know. Keep an eye out. Right. to our Facebook page because you may see some more stuff from Peggy in the future. Yes. So now that we have talked about our top fives of the episodes for the um, season six, uh, best character arc, I think we're both in agreement here. Willow. Yeah. It's Willow. Willow. Our little baby Willow. Baby Willow all grossed up, all drugged out and whatnot. Like, <laughs> I mean, we know it's the metaphor, magics, drugs, but it's actually... <laughs> Same. Same, 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 same. It's same. And it's, you know, <laughs> you know, the port, like she, she really touched on it when she went over the deep edge, when she uh, talked about after Tara died, when she talked about why Tara was so special to her and that the fact that Tara made her feel seen and important. Mm-hmm. And those moments. Yeah. Those moments. And it's the way she says moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time. Right. And you, know, and you know, she still has it, by the way. She still has. Oh, Allie Hannigan oh. still has. Has the chops to make you cry? Got the I watched that damn Flora and Ulysses over the weekend. What is that? It's a damn movie about a squirrel. <laughs> but Allison cries. And I was like, look at me sitting on this damn couch crying about a squirrel. It's a How- is that the superhero squirrel? Yes, it's a superhero squirrel. <laughs> I didn't know and Allison she, was in that. <laughs> yes, she's the mother. <laughs> she's now a mom and things. <laughs> oh. Let that sink in for a second. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I think Ben Shapiro is the dad. Okay. So- Which also for him, oh, yeah. Ouch, I guess your parents now. Yeah, man, man, oh man. So yes, mm-hmm. okay. So Allie still has the chops. She still to, got the chops <laughs> to make you weep. Because <laughs> I mean, even think about at the end when she she has a complete redemption arc mm-hmm. this season. Starts out the season in kind of savior mode, brings Buffy back to life mm-hmm. against her will. <laughs> well, she had no will to 
be against, but Mm -mm. I'm pretty sure if she had a say, she would have said no. Right. Exactly. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm so tired of saving you all every season. I just want to sleep. It's like, can I please? Give Dawn to Hank. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. And then she, you know, has to go through this. I'm kind of the most powerful thing around. I can do whatever I want. Right. And so, and she also, she loses Tara twice in this mm-hmm. season. Uh, so, yeah. And it's so, because Tara's like, no, 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 you can't do whatever you want. You right. can't just make party decorations because <laughs> we could have gone to the it's store. Like the dollar store is like literally two blocks away. Like, we, <laughs> this is not a big deal. <laughs> and I mean, I think her her big first offense, her really big offense comes when she mutes everyone at the bronze. Yeah, right. You know, and mentions that she could just shift everyone that's not a teenage girl into another dimension. Exactly. And not seeing, not hearing Tara when she's like, that's not right. You can't do that. You are messing with people's lives that have nothing to do with what we're trying to do. Like, this is selfish and it's lazy. Like, stop it. This is not. For a quick second, let's take that thought to conclusion. You move all these people into a different dimension. Mm -hmm. Dawn's not there. So you got to bring them all back. But now you have to worry about forgetting spells. Right. If you're not going to do forgetting spells, how are you going to explain to these people that they were momentarily in another dimension? And what was that dimension like? The dimension of shrimp? Right. Or hell demons? Exactly. Like somebody, does somebody get eaten in that moment that they're right. in this dimension? And then, <laughs> so you're right. So she didn't think a lot of things through. She was uh, going through a lot of immediate gratification. And yeah, like so we see Willow just go through this entire growth, this range of growth, uh, decline, growth. And then, you know, it's she had to deal with a, like Willow had to go through a lot. Like, I ah, know, Buffy, I'm not trying to take it away from you that you got brought back from the dead. You got pulled back, <laughs> pulled from pulled from heaven back right. back into, back on the job and, you know, with bills and whatnot. But but Willow had Willow went through a lot. And I and obviously that what Willow was going through is something uh, a little more relatable for the rest of us, for us mere mortals on this earth. Well, it's because everyone supports Buffy. Right. No matter what happens, everyone is always there to help Buffy, help Buffy do this, do, you know, support, mm-hmm. support, support. Willow pretty much deals with everything on her own. Right. You yeah. know, no one no one even finds out that Tara is dead until halfway through that episode. Right. She and, does it all alone. Her family doesn't care. Right. Yeah. We know we don't hear boo about her parents. No. Since like what? Season three? Maybe. Right. <laughs> I don't. Since maybe. Yeah. The witch episodes. Last time we saw her mother. Right. And so. And yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Willow has to bear a lot of the burden of her own life on her own. And I and I think that's true. With with a lot of with all of them that aren't Buffy, really, because even Buff, Buffy made a mention of how you know she didn't see or refused to see Willow going through everything. Like she felt like she could have stopped her sooner if she had just paid attention. And she wasn't too busy with her own stupid life. Yeah. So yes, so Willow gets the best overall arc for the season, 
And yes. the best burn, I agree, goes to Spike. <laughs> <laughs> there is no other burn that can be. I looked at every single one we had from this season, and nothing even compares to the very first episode in Bargaining with Spike saying, oh, poor watcher. Life flashed before your eyes. Cup of tea, cup of tea. Almost got shagged. Cup of tea. What's, <laughs> what's so fucked up is that it's so accurate. Like, you know... <laughs> It's so perfect because I could just like Giles has got to take as, as had to have taken that to like real heart. Just like, <laughs> come on now, like I I have been shagged more than once <laughs> in this year, right, I might add. sir? Uh, have you not met my friend Olivia like that? Right. <laughs> I mean, there were some quips here, but no. That's the winner. That is the big the big winner. Um, song of the season, Bush, Out of This World, from Dead oh. Things and Dead Things, which perfect usage of Bush. I mean, it was, and it was brought to my attention the other day as I was Googling Bush that, you know, because Gavin Rossdale's Bush is not the one that usually comes up. <laughs> right. Right away these days. Take your life in your hands putting that into yes, a Google search. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm just, oh, hi. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Wow. I mean, if it's not like George, a George Bush or one of those folks, like it's mm-hmm. something um, really a little bit something that you probably weren't really looking for. No. And, um, and it just it makes me think just like. Was Bush like really a good band or were, were we just like in love with Gavin? Because <laughs> well, I still love this song. Yeah. But. Do I love this song because I love this song or do I love this song because of the way Spike stalks around the scene during right. this song? Exactly. You don't know. Like, you know, I'll give it to you. Like, 16 Stone is a great album. And uh, to me, though, like, each album where Bush is concerned, like, it kind of declines a little bit. Like, I go mm-hmm. from, like, the first album to loving the whole thing to, like, the most recent albums. Like, eh, maybe I'll listen to this one song. But. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, we both met. And saw them live right. in the same evening. Mm-hmm. And I kept going, yes, I love this song. I don't know this one. <laughs> yes, I love this song. Oh, no, I don't know this one. Right, yeah. So I don't know. This is just a question I was just just a pondering, just wondering, because, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes when you get our age and, you know, so many generations are behind you <laughs> and you're just mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't. Like we're at now when our we're now like at our parents' age when they would be like, Oh, such and such band, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Stop telling me about that. <laughs> so, oh my god. So runner up we'll go with Sarah McLaughlin, Prayer of Saint Francis, beautiful song that I do still listen to on a regular basis. Because Sarah, she's master of puppet master of your emotions like i mean whoever's idea it was to put her damn song with a bunch of pound dogs (laughs) gold yeah take all take all my money just take it just take it all i don't uh, i have three bedrooms i can i can take all those dogs i would like to foster 17 dogs please (laughs) in the arms of this angel I will remember you. <laughs> uh, anytime like, was the advertising person like, well, what about? Because who else was out around that time? <laughs> oh, there was. I don't know. I, I, for a minute, it was um the woman from. 
Owl in the Family, I think, was like doing. Yes, them. Sally Struthers. Yeah, Sally Struthers. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's put Sarah McLaughlin over. Right. It'll just and then fuck Sarah up everybody's emotions. And then Sarah started to like appear in the commercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anytime, With a cute little dog. Yeah, those. I have to turn the channel immediately when those things come on. Like, oh no, you don't. Um, <laughs> That's like my Instagram feed when a dodo vis- uh, video pops up. I'm oh, like, shit. oh, why does this dog have a bucket stuck on its head? <laughs> I don't want to watch this video. <laughs> and then I sit there and watch it because I have to know why the dog has a bucket dog stuck a bucket on its head. It said. Bodies dropped this season. 75. Whoa. There were 75. And that doesn't even factor in the number of horn demons that Spike fought and killed getting his soul back. Remember, there were just a bunch of heads on the ground. Yeah. I'm like counting up all those heads. <laughs> 75. That's a big number. That is a big number for one season of a show. That's a lot of, and that includes a couple robots and, you know, <laughs> but that also includes a couple very real human deaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Tara and Tara being the biggest, mm-hmm. but let's not forget about Warren's girlfriend, Katrina. Not forget about Katrina. Right. That's some fucked up shit right she there. She deserves justice. So Right. <laughs> like Colton Bach got killed by a vampire for being a creepy toy peddler like <laughs> sure that old man didn't deserve to die but th- he was probably going to stab a kid more than likely i'm sure he more is, than likely. he has eaten one or two children right at some we point we didn't see his basement we don't know what was down there right yeah like i mean his whole story like you know i used to make toys for children no, I, I don't like your approach i don't like your approach you're mm. <laughs> but katrina not only did she have to live through his weird robot she finally thought she'd washed her hands of this man, <laughs> but to randomly come across him in a bar. Right. Yeah. That's both. Yeah. <sighs> so we've got a little bit of a trivia here. Yeah. I figure from all the trivia we've had from this season, the one that kind of stood out the most to me was that this is the only Buffy season finale that was not written by Joss. Mm-hmm. And it's the only season in which only one episode was written and directed by him. Once more with feeling. Wow. He's very hands off this season. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> if you can say, call it that. So, say that. So the moral of the season. <laughs> family isn't always blood. It's the friends that you make that become family. Don't forget them and don't forget to ask for help when you need it. Aw. I like that. No. That's perfect. It does. Thanks. That says a lot. So the elephant in the room, and I know this episode, I don't know, it's probably a couple weeks behind or whatever, but whatnot. But so Joss punk ass Whedon has revealed himself or he's canceled. He's yeah, he's I mean, he's as most of you know, I'm sure Charisma Carpenter has uh, come out and re has come out to tell the story of her abuse that she suffered from by the hands of Joss Whedon being just this um <sighs> heard rumors for years yeah exactly but just him being this basically this asshole on a power trip and being misogynistic and abusive and abusive and abusive verbally emotionally uh mentally to his his stars to the, these women who are making him like like <laughs> who are making him look good because like dude like you didn't do all this on your own like sure you create the show but you still have these these actors who are still saying your words and who people are lobbing onto and who people are identifying with. And th- they are the star. They are the ones who are making you. Yeah. And also people 
<clears throat> with this in light, a lot of people, a lot of Buffy fans are just like, oh, how can I ever watch it again? Uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And <sighs> uh, here's where I stand on it. And this is people may hate me. <laughs> Guess what? I don't care. <laughs> this is my personal opinion. Mm hmm. And that's all that matters. Right. I have to separate myself from the work and the artist. Mm. Buffy is not just Joss Whedon. Right. There are a lot of people that work on that show. Exactly. There are a lot of people that put their hard, hard, hard energy and time into creating that show. He didn't write every single episode. He didn't shoot every single scene. It's the same thing I feel with J.K. Rowling. I'm not going to stop watching and loving Harry Potter because she's an asshole. That's her issue. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Just like that's his issue for being an asshole. And I hope he's canceled and we don't keep propping him up as a god. But I'm exactly. not going to stop watching Buffy. I'm not going to stop loving Buffy. Right. Because, I mean, first of all, my for me personally, he's already gotten whatever little money that I was going to spend anyway. Like, I already own the DVDs. I already own right. all, all the shit that just was getting a piece of. So right. me not watching it is not going to like take money out of his pocket. But I will stop propping him up as some sort of like God who, God. yeah, exactly. Who is, you know, the sole creator of, you know, everything that is all good. Like fuck all that noise. Like this dude, like he was just this punk ass fanboy who basically who has a talent for creating worlds and Yes. So he, he, he has that. But again, as Marcella, as you were saying, you know, it's, he wasn't only him. He wasn't the only oh, yeah. one work pulling all this together. He couldn't pull all this off on, on his own. And also people forcing her trying to force co-stars to speak out about everything that's that's being said. One of the things that I saw and particularly like the male co-stars one of the things that i saw from tom lank and i do appreciate this is that he said he's been keeping quiet about it because it's not his fucking platform it's not, he's, it's he's, not his story right exactly he's not it's not like he's trying to protect anybody he's trying to give the women who have the experience the room to speak mm -hmm. like they are the ones it's their story it's their it's their trauma he's not here right. to take to steal room to steal air out of the room for from them so i appreciate that and you just can't force everybody to be talking about no. stuff like this that happened 25 years ago it's you know charisma came to her own terms when she she decided when and where and how she was going to do it like she's been holding on to this for how forever and for whatever reason she decided now is a good time i know from this like right and then also, whatever happened with Michelle. Mm, that make, that alone like makes me want to put hands on people. Yes. Like, <sighs> so she's 14 years old and there's a rule. So there's something happened, something there wasn't an, oh, an incident that created a rule that Joss was no longer allowed to be left alone with her. Mm mm. Mm mm. Why wasn't he fired? Why, right. why would why did her parents keep bringing her to the damn show? Right. Why, 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 why? There's not that much money in the fucking world. It's not that much fame in the world. Like, you're going to let your child keep doing this? Like, that's yeah. like, no, the creator of the fucking show. And, and he's not a lot. He can't be left alone with your child. That is not a good place. That is not that's a good not lesson. Okay. It's not a good environment. And it's just, ugh, God. 
And for those that like it didn't happen, like the co-stars it didn't happen to, I'm I'm fully fine with you just saying I support you, and that's it. Yeah, the whole dancing around, like, well, my relationship. Ah, uh, 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 uh. uh, I didn't ask you about that. No, like nope. I kind of wish Anthony hadn't said anything at all. Yeah, that came off. You know, I wish that somebody had told me, or I'm, I'm, I'm hurt that nobody. How felt, did I not see it? Yeah, I'm hurt that nobody felt comfortable enough to come to me and talk. Like, uh, maybe just the standard. I support you and your efforts, and you know, mm-hmm. like that. We didn't. Because now you're just opening yourself up to more questions and more scrutiny, and you don't want that. Right. We don't want that. Right. Yeah, it's too. It's a lot. So. You know, stand where you want to stand on the on the issue, gentle listener. What bothers me most about all of it is the timeline. It bothers me that his ex-wife wrote a full expose in 2017 outlining what a piece of garbage he was. But it took until Ray Fisher complained about the treatment on Justice League, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised right. that it even... Right. Considering he's a black man, I'm surprised anyone listened at all. Exactly. But why did it take a man? Yeah, for people to be like, hey, let's take a look at this. Is this guy an asshole? Right. Let's take a look. What's going on? Yeah, you're right. His His wife told us in 2017, we've heard the rumors about Cordelia Cordelia storyline and the firing for years before that. Exactly. Yeah. Who's hushing this shit up? That's who's responsible in all of this. Right. That's was, who I'm mad at. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to go on, on a limb and say that there was probably some sort of like NDA signed by a lot of the cast and crew that lasted for years and it's probably just now expired. Yeah. It's just, I would just really like somebody to beat his ass for whatever he happened whatever happened with Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> With And with Michelle in particular, you know, I was reading some of the comments <laughs> on the podcast and you guys are so nice. A lot of you have been so lovely. You, you, you left us some really nice comments, but there was one in particular. We talked about it before that called us the We Hate James podcast. And I thought, oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> we never do that. But when you put are. not being allowed to be in a room with her. And then you add in that nasty ass song that James wrote about her. Yep. I'm skeeved out. I'm completely skeeved out about whatever her experience was mm-hmm. on this show. Oh. I feel bad. I feel real, real bad. On a happy note, season six is mm-hmm. kind of a it's kind of a banger. It is. It's it's dark. But to wrap everything up. I do think it's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Um, I think uh, a lot of the this the game was upped a little bit as far as cr- creatively and storytelling and mm-hmm. and how everything was going down, like episodes and arcs and acting and special effects and lighting. It's like, <laughs> yeah, everything season seven hadn't been such. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, season six would have been it would have been nice to. It's one of those like, is it better to fade out or, or to burn out or fade away? And that's the sad thing about Buffy when you look at it on a whole is after season five, every season we're like, should they have just ended last season? Right. 
Well, no, they gave us season six. Which should they have ended right after season six? <laughs> we kind of feel like we didn't need. Okay, I guess you know they had to tie up some. Uh, just at least you know at least it was a proper send off. I, I, I'll say for the show with season seven. Uh, until and, you get to the comics. Yeah. So yeah. All right. <clears throat> In other news, we are on Patreon now. Still making some tweaks and whatnot, but we have some things. Just if you if you're not familiar with with what Patreon is, Patreon is a lovely website for creators that helps us um, get a little bit of cash to kind of help keeping this creative process go. Because even though it doesn't cost a lot, it's still monies that we have to pay for hosting and websites and things like that. And it would be nice if you know. You guys, if you could help support, if you can, great. If you can't, also just keep listening and sharing. That's if you can't monetarily like give anything. That's we still love you. You're still the best because you're listening. And um, mm-hmm. just as uh, so you can support us in other ways, like I said, like liking things and subscribing on um, to the pod- podcast and sharing with your friends and telling people about us. That's always very helpful. So mm-hmm. if you go to Patreon, P A T R E O N. Dot com and look up revisiting Sunnydale podcast and you will find our page and you can see like all of the the um perks that we're trying to offer um again still tweaking some stuff but I believe we start off with like a five dollar support tier and um you know anything helps and we're we're trying to we'll be making uh subscriber only like special posts and content Content. and things like that Um, we're still working the kinks out because it's (sighs) we're not really ones to ask for stuff (laughs) i know (laughs) like i don't it feels it's like being in high school standing outside of a grocery store right have some change sir like a soda pot (laughs) (laughs) but all the cool kids are on patreon and discord i I'm so old. I hate Discord. I haven't even tried to look at it. You told me that it was much like Reddit, and I was like, no, thank you. I don't like it. It keeps pinging on my computer. Like, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm so old. Uh, I'm get so it away. Old. <laughs> All right, y'all. So next episode, we're starting season seven. Yay! And Yay. it's um cool. <laughs> It'll be fun. It's the last season. Like, what's... What, is, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna At do? least it's not. Wait, wait. But is it gnarl <laughs> or is that? The, yep. no, that's the second episode, that's right? The second one, I think. Okay. Yeah, because we don't like gnarl. Nope. But it must be done. Okay, so again, check us out on Patreon. We are on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale. We're on Facebook, revisiting sunnydale we are the podcast you can rate and subscribe and on apple Podcasts, libsyn iHeartRadio, amazon music google podcasts and player fm and you can or you just go to the website and find out all the stuff and where we are revisiting sunnydale.com and uh thanks for listening as always this has been quite the ride yes it has uh you can follow me uh, thanks again to peggy lee for joining us and thank you. You can follow me, Camila, on Twitter at the underscore rugged angel. Or me, Marcel, at MSphere7338. All right. We will see you in season seven. Bye.